I'm a part-time rock star. What's up? Welcome to the Part-Time Rockstar Podcast, episode 185 this week with my guest Xavier James out of Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, we recently played a show together uh, not too long ago with our friends Old Eastern at the Metro, and I wanted to catch up uh, with Xavier and have a proper conversation since we uh, didn't really get a chance to talk at the show. Uh, I featured his tracks Hunterproof and Up All Night, respectively, so if you like those, you can definitely check them out wherever you like to stream music. Um, in our conversation, we kind of just talked about uh, a little bit of everything, uh, Xavier's creative process, uh, the current state of rap, touring, and uh, a bunch of other stuff, including, uh, of course, our mutual friends and uh, specifically uh, Gingy Productions, uh, for sure. Uh, regardless though, uh, thanks for listening and thanks for supporting local art and local music and all that stuff. Hopefully you yourself are doing all right wherever you're listening in from. Uh, definitely feel free to follow or subscribe to the podcast uh, wherever you're streaming. You can even drop a rating or a review or something like that. Kind of helps extend the reach of this thing. Um, all I really got in personal news and notes is Friday I'll be playing acoustic at CVP in Towson uh, in the evening, probably like 6 to 9 or something like that. And then uh, last three things I always mention, Part-Time Rockstar Productions is up and running if you're looking for a music video or any video content in and around the DMV. Uh, also, there's a merch store for this podcast on Shopify if you want like a Part-Time Rockstar t-shirt or something like that. And then uh, Truly Strings is the sponsor of this show. And uh, that's where I take all my instruments. And Steven is the luthier who runs the shop. Always does a great job. You can find Truly Strings on Instagram. But yeah, without uh, any more rambling, we'll get to the conversation with Xavier. Anyway, uh, my name is Brett. I don't think I got a chance to uh, talk to you at the last show, but no, uh, no, no. We, we spoke briefly on uh, IG. Yeah, but I uh, I did see the uh, video that Jinji um, put together for you after the set, which was cool. Yeah, it's my guy, man. He's a uh, that's one of the dudes that like who's like my go-to for for random shit. I'm like, yo, I need this done. All right, cool. I got you. Quick turnaround. Yeah, he's like a video savant, I would say for sure. He's always trying new shit. The the kid's good at fucking everything, like play guitar, play bass. Yeah, sing a little bit. He does video editing, like all that. All right, man. That's what works for you. That's what works for you. I told him I've been trying to steal some of his ideas lately because I've been trying to dabble in that video stuff as well. Yeah, I tried to pick his brain about it myself, and he was just like, "I don't teach people. Like, I'll give you pointers." And I was like, "Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. you could help me out. I have no idea what I'm doing." Just like, you just gotta figure it out. Like, ah, typical musician. <laughs> Pretty much. Just go and do it. All right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, thanks for having me. Shit, I don't even know what to expect. <laughs> like, I'm just kind of like, all right. Yeah, I kind of just. Crazy. Yeah, I mean, I kind of just let the conversation wander where it goes, okay. but. With obviously the pretext of trying to talk about your music, um, <laughs> right, right. is kind of the the goal here. But you know, usually I feel like um, an ancillary benefit is people like get a story or two that's something completely unrelated uh, to your music or to your music. Like it could be a story, like a sort of behind the music of a song uh-huh. as well. So that was the thing. Is like when I tried to do this podcast thing before, like person I was working with wanted like this big structured thing and I was just like I would much rather just have a free flowing conversation but the more and more I get into podcasts I realize that people have like scripts and like talking points so I was just like I don't know what to expect from coming in coming into this so but I enjoy the conversation aspect like the talking points feel like more like an interview than a podcast you know what I mean like yeah I mean there are some podcasts that are 
good at that. But yeah, it's definitely, I don't know, not my cup of tea. I, I tried having a list of like standardized questions at first, like in mm -hmm. case the conversation got stale, but I haven't had to use those in about a hundred episodes or so. So I'm going to try to keep that streak alive. <laughs> I'm at it. Whatever works, works. Um, I do have a, I do have a rapid fire segment if things get really dull where I can just okay. like ask you a 50, 50 random ass question. But again, I haven't had to use those in a while unless you, that's something you're into. So, oh, actually, that like I watch Drink Champs a lot, so they <laughs> they have a rapid fire question section of that. I was like, I always thought it was like coolest part because it like makes you choose between two different things, or well, not two yeah. two things that are similar, but like you have to like mm. this or this, but it's two things you like or two people you respect or whatever. So if you don't answer either one, you have to take a shot. Uh, but if you yeah, good, we could definitely <laughs> so, we could definitely turn this into a drinking game too. I've done that before. But, um, <laughs> if we were out doing this, hell yeah. Yeah. That's actually kind of the problem with doing them in person sometimes. Is it, uh, it's a little too chaotic, um, depending where we're at. But it can yeah, be no, fun, too. It, I mean, it definitely works in a certain like in a certain capacity because like, I've done a few where we just we were like, we can't put this out. <laughs> like, yeah. like, too many things got said because yeah. we were drinking. And I've done ones where it's like, fairly calm like or we'll just smoke a joint and like talk about it like, we'll trail off completely but it's just like yeah at least it's like usable content opposed to me being drunk as hell like man fuck all these people blah, blah, blah. Mm. no anyway. so, so does uh do you have a podcast up now that that maybe you're not using but tried currently do i have one yeah um no I, i've been working on one with my dj for a little bit but we've been kind of like lackluster about it yeah. Um, we started like film, like filming and coming up with concepts and ideas, and then, but he's a father at two, so yeah. and I have zero kids, so our time frames just didn't match. It was always had to be like something like super late, like 10 p.m. Yeah, like just get like before we even start, we would start recording at like 11, be done yeah. at like you know one in the morning. It's like bro, I gotta go to work. I yeah. can't keep doing this every day. Um, yeah, but now I, I definitely want to put one out though. I definitely want to do one myself. Yeah. Where it's like uh, more of an in-person kind of thing. Like I want to do the whole couches, like like more of like a kind of what we're doing, but more of like a in yeah. a studio where we have a set and things like that. So. Yeah. We're just somewhere. Oh, it yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that would probably be the uh, ideal way to to do one if you can. But well, how did you? Get, I have a question for you. How did, sure. like how did you get into all of this? Like how did you get into like. Like, hey, I'm just gonna do a bunch of like a bunch of episodes with a bunch of musicians that I've either met or like what prompted you to do that. My standardized uh, response to that question is that I didn't have a lot of friends as a kid, so it's a <laughs> ma massive latent uh, <laughs> response to that. Okay, but uh, I think the practical element is just uh, I started doing it because I like I would play, for instance, you know, somebody mm -hmm. like yourself. And like basically never talk to them. Like maybe have like a beer kind of, but everybody's mm -hmm. kind of running around talking to their friends or moving their amps. So I was like, I don't feel like, like I don't want to use the term networking too hard because you don't really like want to force that. But it's like, I didn't even really get Like I'll talk, I'll play with four different bands in a night and not even talk to hardly any of them. And I just felt like that wasn't, I don't know. It just felt weird. It was like, we could probably be doing this better guys because we yeah. can help each, we can help each other out if we at least, you know, have had a, a real conversation before. You never mm -hmm. know. Something may come up down the line and we put a show together or whatever it is. So I guess it's like a networking tool. Okay. Now, like, honestly, to be, to be completely honest with you, Brad, like I am trash at networking. Um, I am super trash at networking. It's one of those things that I've like, diligently been working on especially at shows like if i do like guest verses with somebody or yeah. if i do my own stuff or even like you know the show we did in december it, i was just like damn i really wish i would have like had the chance to like meet other people but i had to go shoot yeah. shit with an engine i had to go do this and entertain this person and i mean you know yeah. how it goes you're in a band and i rap like it's pretty much yeah. the same thing do different genres um but like even even before that it's kind of like at least for me it's kind of awkward where it's like everybody's at load in, so nobody's really 
Like you kind of get a little friendly, but it's like, all yeah. right, when do we get sound check? Like I got stuff to do. I gotta go get this. We gotta set up merch. We gotta da 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 da. So yeah. you never really get a chance to interact with these people until you, you know, like the next day you're like, oh, you guys killed it last night. Like, yeah. And then you kind of have that feeling like you could have said that to me last night, and then you're like, well, I ain't good. That's terrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, well, like, once I realized how easy this was, or at least convenient for me, I was like, then this is the perfect tool to, like, maybe meet each other even before a show as well. So, like, yeah. when we played up in Philly not too long ago, it was cool because I could try to get at least one or two bands on here, talk to mm -hmm. them, and literally talk about all the boring stuff of playing a show, but as well as, like, help pump up their music or whatever a little too. Yeah. So that way we're, like, ahead of the curve, you know what I mean? We're, Absolutely. And it really, I think it really helped, like in that particular show, because we were, I don't know, there's more content for people to kind of get out there, and I don't know, there's a lot of like, people with that one. That yeah, Dude, like so. build that interest. Like, okay, we're doing this. This is who we're playing with. They're from your town. Like, yeah, like I, I mean, totally understand. It doesn't that. doesn't always work, but sometimes it does. I feel like. So, yeah, the, I don't know. That, I mean, with even with both of us being musicians, it's like. Sometimes you have to find that way to like make those connections, and I, I explain this to people quite often. Is like the game we play doesn't necessarily work the way you guys think it does. <laughs> like yeah. there's a lot that goes into what we do as musicians, and you know, trying to be here and trying to be there and trying to do this, and you know, so on and so forth. And then when you get to the point where it's like, oh, I really want to work with these people, then you got to deal with their schedule. And it's like, yeah. you know, do you want to do the song? It's like, well, we're you know, we're on tour for the next month. Like, all right, mm -hmm. cool. And then you know, oh, we're back. Do you want to do the song? It's like, well, I'm back. I'm about to leave now. <laughs> like, yeah. So it's just one of those things where, like I said, people just don't under like don't unless you're like in what we do, they don't get it from the outside. So like, why why is it so hard for you guys to do shows together? Like scheduling, managers, money, all that fun stuff that yeah. nobody talk to y'all about because y'all ain't gonna get it. And it's I mean, just kind of boring to listen to. As yeah. Well. <laughs> Well, we couldn't but, do this because da, 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 da. great heart so, is over here. Somebody <laughs> couldn't get their dog walker, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It is what it is. Mm. Um, I uh, I was going through uh, some of your uh, your content there, and uh, you got a lot up on Spotify. Um, I guess I shouldn't start this off by saying what you don't have, but I was like a little surprised <laughs> to see that you didn't have like a, uh, maybe I didn't find any music videos necessarily. I found the YouTube channel, but I was kind of yeah. curious going back to the whole Gingy thing. If you maybe were working on something in the pipeline for that. Um, yeah, actually I got a bunch of stuff that I'm working on right now. Um, mm -hmm. the video thing has always been the thing I know I need to do. It's like the one thing I drag my feet on the most. Um, yeah. because like I come from the genre I come from is, and granted I play with a lot of bands. I actually prefer to do shows with bands. Yeah. Um, rap shows aren't the, they're fun, but it, yeah. I don't know how to explain it. And the, the, the crowds are very particular for who they're with, but I'll get into right. that later. Um, but I've seen a lot of bands doing more of the visual aspect of promo. Then I've mm -hmm. seen rappers do the visual acts, as, uh, aspects of promo. So it's like yeah. more, the more I got into different scenes, like the reggae rock scene and, you know, even the rock scene, you know, doing stuff with Old Eastern and whoever else. It's like, oh, okay, this is different. I'm way behind. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm, because with, with hip hop, it's just consistent. Like drop something, yeah. drop something. If you have a visual for it, we'll put it out. Like da 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 da. You all, you're releasing more music than you are visuals sometimes. Just because yeah. you know how streaming works, it's people are. Well, that, I mean, that is really good, and and I have noticed of uh, the few people that I know who are mm -hmm. rapping that I don't know if I'm like a little jealous of their workflow, but it seems like depending on who they are, they have an easier time getting stuff out. Like, I mean, at least speed wise or efficiently wise, maybe it's because there's less people to deal with, or because. I don't know. Maybe they're more creative in that way, but I've always kind of honestly, been, bro. Uh, it's like, it's it's a couple things. It's though you don't have to rely on two to five other people to get something done. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you make a song. Like for instance, like I make all my beats, 
Uh, I'm still kind of figuring out mixing. <laughs> um, yeah. But, you know, I write everything, record everything literally right there in my closet. So it's like you have everything here. You don't really got to wait for anybody. If you need a new sound, you get on the Internet and find it. Yeah. Um, it's not like you got to go to, you know, if you're a guitar player, you got to go to, you know, Bill's or Guitar Center and get a pedal. I can just get a plug in. <laughs> Actually, yeah, that has gotten better, at least for musicians as well. Uh, as as well on the guitar and everything else because of the plug-in mm-hmm. thing like you're saying but you guys get um, all no, see i got all the cool stuff like yeah. axe effects and all that stuff like yeah but now the um but as, as far as the turnaround goes it's like yeah it's more it's more self-sufficient so you can kind of do it at your own speed like i said you don't really have to wait for anybody but at the right. same time especially with the current state of hip-hop everything sounds like everything else so it's not mm-hmm. hard to find a sound you yeah. know like everybody's more into being sounding like what's popular but i came up in the era where sounding like the next person was whack <laughs> like so like you have all this trap sound and stuff right now with hip-hop and it's like everyone sounds like the dude before them so our work rate is a little bit faster or our turnaround rate is a little bit faster because you can get on youtube and type in you know j cole type beat or kendrick lamar type beat yeah. and you'll get sounds like that and then once you get into leasing and exclusives and all that stuff, buying beats, it's like, it, it. not that that has anything to do with the process, but it can, depending on your financial situation, it can expedite or slow down yeah. whatever it is you're trying to do. So, but yeah, I, I, going back to your original question is like, yeah, I need to step my social, uh, not social, but my like we, visual we can, game up when it comes to streaming. Yeah, I mean, you can definitely go into the overarching uh, ideas of what we could all be doing more of because in this in this era it's like a blessing and a curse of course that you can do so much on your own but then you can only do so much on your own you right. have to kind of like choose what you're focusing your time on and like the thing you know hopefully you're trying to get best at is your music but then again you got to learn other skills and yep so yeah, like even with the outsourcing processes i'm sure as you guys know it's like Sometimes you find something and then it ain't what you thought. <laughs> like, <clears throat> like, oh, this engineer is really good or this producer is really good, but they want this amount of money to record. Yeah. It's like, all right, do we make that sacrifice or do we not? Do I learn how to do this? Do I, you know? And that was yeah. the thing with me for hip hop is just like nobody made beats. I like nobody could hear the sounds that I heard in my head, especially like when I have to do my vocals. Like, if I know I want uh, a high decay reverb with a minor delay on it but it sounds a specific way in my head i don't right. know enough about the board to do it but i can do it from my computer <laughs> and then send yeah. it to you but what do most engineers say send me everything naked no right. e- no effects on it it's just like but yeah. you're not going to do what i hear up here like yeah. and that's one of those like you said one of those things but, where it's like uh, if you're working with a good engineer they I, th- I found they can respect that the whole plug-in thing where it doesn't need to be it's like dude listen i got the thing dialed is how I want to sound, like, work with me. And I feel like they're usually okay, but I don't know. Everyone's different. It might, it might be different for y'all's genre because every producer I've worked for has been like, or I've worked with has been like, send me everything naked. And it's just like, uh, all right. Hmm. Like, I got things panned and lowered and, yeah. you know, automated a certain way and so on and so forth. So it's like, all right. Like, that's, and maybe you can attest to this as well. It's like letting go of your child. <laughs> like that's kind of what it feels like it's like you're giving yeah. your child to somebody else and you're just like please don't so, like, <laughs> like, yeah i guess i've just been fortunate so far that i i really i guess only work with like one friend producer generally and don't okay. outs- don't outsource it a ton to other people but even when i've had it's usually been i guess for relatively minor things mm-hmm. like the song's kind of done and it's like okay i, I I don't know. I feel like maybe my music's just a little simpler in a sense. Like sonically, there's not a ton that I'm particular about. I'm sort of like, I'm a lyrics driven, sort of melody driven. If my guitar tone's off, whatever. Like, I, I don't think I've ever been happy with a recording with like exactly getting what I want. I'm just sort of <laughs> like, it's fine. Like, you know, the song is saying what it needs to say and it sounds how it sounds. And it's clear and it's clean and like, whatever. I, I don't know. 
I wish like I wish I was that carefree sometimes when it comes down to like my own vocals. Because like even when I make beats or if I'm like recording, I kinda already have the idea of where my layering is in my yeah. head. So I've already painted the picture, so it's hard for me to send that to somebody else. But right. I admire the fact that you can be like, all right, my tone's not there because I'll re- I'll redo a take a million times yeah. to get the I want. And then by the time I do that, I'm like, I don't have a voice anymore. And I still have right. to do the rest of the song. Um, so I, you know, everybody works yeah. is different. But, yeah, vocals are tricky though. You do want that take. You want to have the the emotion or the the tone that you want to have. You know, for sure, for sure, absolutely. And and I think that's one of the things you know, just in music that I've always found interesting is that everyone's got a different ear. So like you might, yeah. and, I'm, and this has happened to me a thousand times. Is like you'll get off stage and you'll be like, that was awful. And then 30 people come up to you and they're just, that was amazing. When are you guys playing again? And you can go through every meticulous mistake you made on stage. And it's just like, and you sometimes have to take yeah. that aspect of it and look at that from where I'm doing, where I'm doing music is not being so critical of myself because I'm a one man act. So it's like, I got to do everything. So hyper critical of most things. This drum tone doesn't sound right or this isn't rest enough or whatever it is. Have you always felt like you were a little bit of a perfectionist. Oh yeah, absolutely, like, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. And that's actually, I, I'm the first one to admit it. That's one of my biggest flaws. <laughs> is I will sit on something until it's perfect. Well, I think I think a lot of people might be interested, like, to hear about how you kind of work around that or get over it a little. Because um, I know some some friends of mine do really struggle with that in a way that I don't understand. Like there, and and this is to your point. I'm sorry, I mean to interrupt you. You're good. Um, is like, and there's a point where you, or at least for me, I hit when I recorded my last album, Black Tie Affair, where I was just doing takes. Like I was just constantly re-recording songs. I was like, how many times are you gonna re-record the song? Like yeah. you're doing part, you're redoing parts that were good. Like you know you'll have a part that's good and a part that's not so good. And then you'll do the part that's not so good a lot better than the part that was good before. Now, so eventually you got to let that shit go. Yeah. And that's the one thing I've learned is not every, you know, for what I take mixing prime example, I tend to hear more high end frequency. Like I enjoy melody and, yeah. you know, things like that. So I hear more on the high end side. I struggle with making drums because of that, because usually I overdo my drums. Like I'll over compress them or I'll over you are, or there won't be loud enough or whatever it is. Usually drums are the hardest thing. Melody, not a problem. But mm-hmm. eventually there's just a point where you have to say, this is never going to be perfect. There's 8 billion people yeah. on the planet. Somebody not going to like it. Somebody isn't. And, you know, Killing yourself over what you hear in your head doesn't necessarily make the song bad. You know, there's yeah. certain songs out there that I think are terrible. Like, I don't, honestly, if we're going to get into it, let's get into it. I do not understand the White Stripes. Like, I never understood, oh, yeah. like, the allure. It was just like, there you are, Queens of the Stone Age, same thing. I'm just like, I don't get it. But, you know, you see a video of them on YouTube and they're playing to 20,000 people. So it's yeah. like, you know how how long are you going to kill yourself about what you think is perfect? Like that's just oh, my yeah. approach. If anyone mm-hmm. wants to take that approach, by all means, go for it. It helps out a lot as far as the workflow <laughs> process. Yeah, I mean, I, I have to be probably a little careful about talking about WTMD because I do like genuinely love that radio station, and they I've been like lucky enough they even put um, my stuff on there before. But I do wonder sometimes, like listening to it, I'm like. Like how how are these bands doing so well? Because just sometimes to me it, it does sound a little bland. And, and WTMT is an indie rock radio station for anyone who maybe doesn't know. But I was wondering myself, but eventually okay. I, I was like, oh, yeah. I got it. Like, They're like the local indie rock radio station, mostly rock, I think. Um, okay. Although they, they try to put blues and reggae and stuff in there. So. And, and going into that, like, the one, the, I've always been enamored by how people make fans. Because yeah. for me, switching lanes or scenes or genres or whatever you want to call it, I mean, I never switched genres. Um, I just moved my talents elsewhere. Um, I just noticed that coming from hip hop, like, certain things became very circular. And I talk about yeah. this quite often with people, is, and this isn't a slight to anybody, but I've noticed that with hip hop shows, 
it's a lot harder to make fans because a lot of the people are there to see who they're there to see. Right. Once that's over, they're out, out the door. And, you know, or sometimes you get, I've been booed before because I was the, not because I was trash, because I was the yeah. opening act. Like, and they're just <laughs> like, what opening act is going on at eight? Like, what headliner is yeah. going on at eight? <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's just like, you've got to, but coming into the rock scene or the reggae rock scene or whatever you want to call it, is it's been completely different to watch a crowd not move yeah. unless there's a set break. Yeah. And I was like, oh, a lot. And there's been bands that I'm huge fans of. Shout out to the Harbor Boys and, you know, those guys. Yeah, of course. Um, but but there are also bands that I'm not that big of a fan of that have cult followers. And I realized yeah. that part of that is just interaction and stage show. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, the band might not be the greatest, but they're the second they get off stage they're at the merch table. You know, I mean, after they unpack, you know, break stuff yeah. down. But they're straight to the merch table or they're at the bar talking to people. And that was one thing I didn't see coming from hip hop, where it's just like, there was no, I can't tell you how many hip hop shows I've been yeah. to or where even I didn't have a merch table or there yeah. wasn't a merch table <laughs> for anyone. Yeah. And, and like, that's always been one of those things like you were saying about, like, I don't know how some of these bands do it. <laughs> like <laughs> sometimes it ain't even the music. It's just the interaction people have. Uh, oh yeah. I mean, Again, it's a much larger conversation to think about how you be successful at music. Um, but like, you know, the podcast thing is sort of mm-hmm. like meeting people because apparently like 80% of people who are like actually successful at this just know somebody who knows somebody. And it's like, do you know how many like great songs that I hear that people send me that over the past couple of years since I started doing this and just going like, damn. That feels like it's better than like some of the other indie rock or indie whatever that I hear. Mm-hmm. And like, um, at least in the rap genre, I don't know if you've heard of Alan Neal, but uh, he's been on here before. He's from DC. This stuff is like super polished and like he's got really good video content for it and everything. And like, you know, not a lot of streams. I'm just like, it seems better than like the average trap hit, if, if you will. Mm-hmm that I hear <laughs> maybe because I'm <laughs> the other problem is I'm uh, like, I don't know how old you are, but I'm like 32 now. So I'm getting a little older. So my taste is like more seasoned. You could say, so maybe I don't, I don't always appreciate the, the newer trends as much <clears throat> as, as the kids do. As but someone yeah. who's slightly older than you, <laughs> I completely respect that uh point of view on music because there are certain bands and rappers and it was like how how is this working like how are you guys doing this and a lot of it's like you said it's just it's, they know somebody who knows uh, somebody yeah they they somebody. can get their music out in front and uh, yeah. that definitely helps you know for sure that goes back to what we were saying yeah. before as far as like the networking thing goes it's like if you don't right. do that aspect of it you never know who you're gonna run into like and that was one of the things like it's funny how all of the stuff kind of like floats into the next thing because it's yeah. like we kind of all got into this to, because we all love music and we all love making music and you know maybe you had the dream of being you know the next whatever band you yeah. grew up listening to for instance for me i like i wasn't even a rapper until i was like 16 17 i started playing bass at like 11 i wanted to be in like the next corn or limp biscuit or yeah. whatever <laughs> and eventually just you know that's what i that's what got me into it and i used to tell like, even recently i still talk to my old guitar player and i'm always telling him like bro you would have lost your mind trying to do this stuff because he's just into in into it for the music right and so, nah man i've been out here meeting people and talking and you know spending money and you know you got to do it try this meet with this person da, 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 da. you want to play if you just want to play guitar just play guitar in your house yeah. Don't leave, don't leave stuff, don't leave your house. <laughs> right, exactly. Like the rest of this stuff comes with a lot of headache and meeting people who don't have your best interest in mind. They just see you as a way to get themselves to the next level. And yeah. it's like you, you run into a lot of that. Um but you know, again, it, it, it's interesting like I said, it's interesting how it all intertwines. So like networking to having to like you said you know meet a producer or meet this person or meet that person who can get your music yeah. to that or that person or that person like it's an yeah. interesting game we all play and like i 
often say on this thing a lot because I, I feel it's true is like it's fun to play the game or maybe even like a little bit of a privilege to get to play the game yeah. and like you can it's the same thing with sports like you could beat yourself up over it because you didn't score a goal or get a touchdown or whatever in the game but like if you remember why you started it's still fun like you know so kind of feel like it's as much as you allow yourself to get caught up maybe in the negative part of playing you're still playing yeah. there. you know what i mean absolutely so and i, I think like that i think that's the balance for us as musicians is that for all the nonsense we go through you know so on and so forth as far as like doubt and dealing with people and you know whatever else you gotta you know put yourself through to get your dream going is like we get to do the thing at the end of it we get to do the thing we love the most and that's play in yeah. front of me you know what i mean so it's like you kind of at least for me i get reminded every time like even the show we did in december it was just like man how's this gonna work i'm the only rapper on this show like i'm freaking out in my head and well, I then i feel like you had an advantage though in, a, in another sense you know and that was that was what kind of kept me calm about it. it was like okay but i also don't sound like anybody so i'm going to stand out the most right and i'm dead in the middle of the show um so it was it worked out beneficial like you know how it goes sometimes you doubt yourself and it is what it is and you get on stage yeah. you're like oh yeah i'm really good at this i forgot that <laughs> like this is what i've been doing for the last however many years um and that to me is the payoff like right. all right all the you know tickets we had to sell the money we spent on merch and gas and so on and so forth and this part is worth it <laughs> like right. this part brings it all together and then you know you go find another way to do it when <laughs> the yeah. next day or the next month or the next whatever it's a process but like and like sometimes some people i've learned i've seen a lot of people fall i started with a lot of people who are not making music anymore and it's like some part of it's the drive part of it's are you willing to endure this how bad do you want? <laughs> like your talent. Yeah. How bad do you want? There's all, yeah. Again, it's just such a deep rabbit hole to go down. But there's like different ways to play music too, man. Like whether it's sit on your couch at your house and just being happy, strumming an acoustic, or mm -hmm. you know whatever it is, making a beat maybe. Or you're trying to be the next whoever. It's like there's everything in between, and you can always like maybe people burn themselves out because they want to be like. A specific thing mm -hmm. but I, i've definitely learned you can be malleable when like i don't know i play a lot of cover songs for instance so and, and that's what works like i've seen i see it time after time bands that i am good friends with that started out as cover bands and that's how they built their fan base and then they just started right. originals into their cover sets mm -hmm. and they're like oh we're gonna play a song that's ours and then it goes from one cover or you know one original to you know they're sneaking five into a three-hour set and then yeah. they're just like, we don't play covers anymore. We're, you know, we were an actual band. We are just trying to make fans. And I respect that. I wish I could do that as a rapper. Like, it doesn't work that way for me. Why I can't do you think go that is? There and do, um, and, well, there's a couple of reasons. Depending on your venue. your venue, The venue is a yeah. big part of that. Um, a lot of these bars or breweries or so on and so forth, it's really hard for hip-hop to translate with a crowd that's not there for hip hop or hip hop they yeah. don't already know. Mm. The other then don't get me wrong, I will absolutely put a band together and do three hours of hip hop covers. <laughs> but I'm not yeah. going on stage with my DJ and doing yeah. three hours. It just doesn't work. It doesn't translate the same way that yeah. it would band. Mm. Like it's for a prime example, you guys can improvise. You guys can, you know, get yeah. the songs and you know the key of c or whatever you guys are like let's play this in b today because i don't feel like singing that or whatever yeah. it is. you know what i mean yeah. i don't get to do that it is the same thing every time the way you recorded it <laughs> the way that it gets yeah. performed so it, it it's got to you know it just doesn't work yeah. the, the other way yeah the uh i'm sorry like this is a question i've always asked for it like i've always wondered about like being in a band like, yeah. like how do you guys balance that many personalities and time frames and scheduling and all of that like that's always been the thing to me that's 
completely driven me away from being in a band. Yeah. The easiest like, answer to that is be in multiple bands. <laughs> that makes all the, okay. So that makes all the sense of why all my <laughs> friends are in like two or three bands. It's like, I, I actually remind me of a really old memory, but I remember seeing Michael Vick on Monday Night Football, and they asked him straight up, like, "How do you have more than one girlfriend?" He's like. Two cell phones. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Perfect, perfect logic. <laughs> it's like two different numbers. Just two things. things. <laughs> Keep them separated, man. Like, yeah. So you can. That's the easy way, I guess. Uh, other now, does that that doesn't double up on my original issue? Because now you have like <laughs> nine people who you're trying to make. No, because when you get kicked out of one band, you just focus more on the other. <laughs> Gosh, gosh, yeah. I've only or, been in one band in my entire life, so yeah. I, <laughs> I immediately jumped into hip hop. I've been fortunate in the last like year or two to meet some guys who are now, you know, like uh, solid and in the band. But for many, many years, it's been just pretty much me and then whoever wants to play. I call yeah. it like a, mer- a mercenary operation. It's like I, I don't, I don't I'm not forcing anybody to be here in the army. I mean, if if you want to play, like here's the date, here's when it happens. Like hopefully we can band practice, but that's that's about it, you know. The uh, I'd actually uh, was in a situation like that not too long ago. I don't know if you know a gentleman by the name of Spencer Joyce, um, but he had he's from Annapolis. Right. He had one of the coolest ideas I had seen a singer songwriter do. Did. He just called it uh, Spencer Joyce in the open bar band, and it was never the <laughs> nice. same people. Yeah, like he would just pick up a bass player and a drummer and be like, "All right, let's practice Dude, for like." A- I, I know that life. I know that life <laughs> all too well. I'm still living but that he, life. Like, actually, <laughs> he made it a thing. Like he would get booked as Spencer Joyce in the open bar band, and yeah. one day it would be someone, three different people, and then the next day it's three yeah. more different people. Like, and I was one of those people who got to be a part of that. That's um, awesome. So it was yeah, like, I, I hadn't played a bass in over 10 years at that point. I mean, I, you know, noodle around yeah. and stuff. Like, that was the first time I had to sit down with an amp and a bass and like learn someone's songs and then go play them. Yeah. And then I actually had to perform as myself like four <laughs> hours later. Same show. Nice. It was a long, it was a, it's weird when you want to be yourself on stage and you can't because you're like, yeah, your Rap background persona does not match with your bass player persona. Yeah, it was a great time. That was hot as hell. Hot as hell. Really good for perspective, though. Like yeah. I um I would say I'm kind of like a reluctant frontman in my uh, original band because I like telling stories and I like writing songs, but in my heart of hearts, I'm probably more comfortable just being the guitar player. And like I don't know, it just never worked out that I really. I uh, was able to click with a singer um, who lived around here. Mm. My best friend who is like my singer in my cover band. He just kind of too far away. We just never had just too many variables to really ever collaborate on an original thing that extensively. Mm. Um, so just I just kind of took the role. But at the end of the day, I'm like, man, it's kind of nice to be able to sit back here and play guitar and not be the focal point of the crowd, you know. I know nothing about that. <laughs> me and one other person on stage. Well, <laughs> like, yeah. Well, it gives you like a tired. really it gives you a really good idea of like what not to do when you're the one sitting back watching the front man like fuck up or something. You're like, yeah, maybe don't say that next time or maybe that man in rhythm was pretty weird or like or even even <laughs> little things like maybe just don't get super drunk before you go on stage. That's a big one. That's a big <laughs> like, one. Or, you know, for me, I just, as I, we were just talking about age, like, I realize I can't drink cold stuff before I go on stage. Mm. Or, my, like, like, if I drink a beer before I go on stage, which is probably going to happen regardless, it's going to take me at least two songs to get this, get my voice back together. Mm. Should we be concerned about this time thing? Yeah, so I was going to tell you, I got the uh, poor man Zoom, so we're going to have to gotcha. fire this back up into a part two. Got you, got you. I was like so, looking at it while we were talking, and it's like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, I didn't know if you could see that or not, but I was gonna bring it up. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll just send you another meeting, and uh, with the with the miracle of editing, it'll be mm-hmm. like nothing nothing happened. I think. I <laughs>
Um, I don't even know what we're talking about. Bro. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of annoying. One day I'll probably buy the real Zoom, but I end up using so many different platforms to do these things, like FaceTime mm. or Discord or Facebook, um, just Google Meetup. So yeah, there's them. I have the like. Oh, going back to when I was trying to do a podcast, I actually ended up buying like the. It was like early COVID. So I ended up buying yeah. like the whole like super zoom, whatever, whatever package like, yeah. office, blah, 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 blah. And I just never got rid of it. So <laughs> I'm just really paying whatever a month. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I never use zoom ever, like, well, but it came in handy. <laughs> yeah. Now you're, well, you should have hosted the meeting then. Damn. I should have thought of that. And I know, and I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but now, nah, man, this music shit is crazy. Like in the, like you were saying like stories and, or, or when you were talking about stories earlier, yeah, like you know, like the 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 things that we go through as musicians, it's just like that. It's just hard to explain to some people sometimes, like the stuff you see, like yeah, how, how is this happening? It, ha- <laughs> like, it happens in a lot of different fields, though, not just it, music. It does, but like so. when you're going, you know, as someone who's like done very small touring or whatever, when you're going from town yeah. to town, you're like, oh, this is how y'all get down. Like this is this is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like this is this is wild as hell. Like what? What's your like craziest like show? Um, I don't think I have like too many. Usually, just people getting real drunk. I. uh Usually, when I think of crazy shit I've seen, I'm a paramedic, so pretty okay. much all all my stories come from that. As far as all real, right. <laughs> that make it, to give you an idea of like the level of crazy that you think like might mm-hmm. be crazy at a rock show or music. I don't know. You could probably take that up by the exponent of like four or five, like when people call nine one one. I don't know. So and my my sister <laughs> former EMS, so I've definitely. Yeah. Maybe I'm like a little jaded, but it's like I feel like things can only be so crazy, <laughs> right? At a rock show, but I mean, I, I don't. Know. I guess like I won't say my craziest because I've seen yeah. some shit. But there was definitely a show that I did. This is back when I was, that was probably like eighteen, nineteen. Um, there's a show that I did when I was in this rap group. Yeah, and we're like, like yeah, just go. Like, you guys are there's a case of beer in your green room. Blah 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 blah. blah. No one ever specified which green room or where said green room was oh uh, did you drink the wrong one? Oh, we had it wasn't even it wasn't mm. even a matter of drinking the wrong yeah. one people in my <laughs> oh by the way at the time i was opening for we were opening for ghostface killer of the blue thing oh yeah um and we kind of wandered into the wrong green room and right in my crew just kind of started like eating ghostface food thinking it was yeah. the green room we were supposed to be in until you know Production came in and cussed everybody out about oh, uh, literally a bag of Thomas English muffins. Like, <laughs> we were all like, English muffins, why not? Like, da 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 da. Yeah. Just like weird stuff like that that people don't see. Or like, I think, I always think it's funny when people are like, so what happens in the green room? Nothing. It's just old people sitting around drinking beer, <laughs> talking about how much their bodies hurt, <laughs> like, and what their dreams are. It's like, it's not as exciting as you think. You guys see the lights and the performance and the sweating and all that fun stuff. It's like, oh, we're just sitting back there yeah. trying not to hurt ourselves on stage or break strings or whatever it is you guys, you know, we do as musicians, rock stars, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I've uh, I've yet to see the Motley Crew green room, you know, that, that sort of shenanigans going on. Maybe one day, not. but... <laughs> I would prefer not to, because the way I view it is like you said, you're 32, so I'm 36. So yeah. it's like the recovery rate ain't what it used to be, and oh, no. to have to do that yeah. every night, <laughs> like I would much rather have like the. From what I hear, Weezer, their green rooms are very peaceful. You can't look yeah. them in the face or the eyes backstage, but that is weird. What I hear. Like they're <laughs> apparently they're super pretentious and they're just like. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was hey, I was in Ballyhoo's green room not too long ago, and uh, I was also in their green room. Their drummer uh, was like talking to somebody who was like excited, I guess you know for the show or whatever. He's just like, 
yeah, it's exciting for one night. But just imagine you have to do this for like, you know, the next two weeks straight. And <laughs> like, it's not fun after that. He's like, I just want to go home and take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> was this at the record? Uh, I think this was the Zen West show. Okay. Uh, the, oh, so you're talking about recent, recent, like, yeah, a couple weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I was actually, I heard that. I heard that was insane. From what people told me, it was just like there was, it, it was impossible. I mean, it's a small place, so I would, yeah, you know, it's kind of easy for them, a band of that size, to sell it out. So yeah, there was not a lot of room. For sure. Well, the reason I ask is because I hosted, uh, I actually did a show myself at Zen West like two weeks after they played there. Yeah. Um, but I hosted the show that they played. But it was packed, but there was, you could move from yeah. what people were telling me. It was just, and it sold out. And from what people were telling me, it was just most likely oversold, you know, for sure. That's actually what I, where I was going with. I just know the owner, so I didn't really want to say too much. Uh, <laughs> like, the, yeah, I mean, but, not, not blaming anybody. I just, it's reality, probably, you know. Oh yeah, but by no means, but by blame, it was just like personal relationships with those people. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, you know, you don't want to take anybody's shit. But nah, that I wanted to go. I should have. But from what I heard, I was just like, mm, I don't want to go. But <clears throat> I don't know what, what's yeah. touring like for you guys. You know, like, are you guys touring or you're just? I would not call it touring. No, but uh-huh. we. uh I've at least, like I said, I've found like a solid group of guys now, like uh, Will and Alex, my buddies, mm-hmm. who are like willing to uh, go out of town, which for like years, uh, basically couldn't do because the guys I was playing with just, I don't know, wouldn't do it basically for whatever reasons. So now, like, we can at least go up to like New York and Philly and uh, hopefully going to go down to, I usually go down to Austin for uh, South mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. and. So, I would say, like, you know, we're, we're uh, dipping our toes into being weekenders now, where we can, uh, you know, put a little little weekend together, go on a little yeah. adventure. So, I'm happy that, about that, that, for sure. The touring thing, is, it's a scary, it's a scary leap. Like, you're just really just going out there on faith. Like, anywhere, yeah. but. I don't know if I'm, if I want to, unless I can, what I want to do is, like, eventually just uh, get a school bus. And, uh, you know, tear out all the shit in it and put bunks in there. And if I get to that point, then, yeah, I think I'll be down for, like, a tour tour. But for now, we're just kind of like, we got buddies wherever, different cities. So it's like, let's go see them for the weekend, play a show or two if we can, and just kind of operate that way and not have to, like, you know, worry about going on a two-week freaking extravaganza. For sure. I mean, they're, they're selling buses at an alarming rate these days. Like, yeah. A lot of people are doing the bus, the school bus, you know, trick it out inside and then go tour. And actually, guys, I won't say that, but some friends of mine basically yeah. just did the same thing. They already bought one that was like mildly already customized on the inside. It had a couple bunks and like yeah. a few things. In. So because that's their goal, too. It's like, like we're going on. You know, eventually we want to tour. We want to do this. We want to do that. And. I would love to do it. I just don't have the following currently. It's one yeah. of one of the harder things to do because it's like as we were going back to what we were saying before, it's a little harder to get booked when you're a rapper. Um, yeah, the stigmas because people have stigmas about the genre that I do as if there aren't multi layers to every single genre that branch and vary. Yeah. Um, you know, but rap seems to get the the worst at it from people, especially when it comes to booking. Everyone, there's going to be a fight or this or that or people. Yeah, violence basically. Mm-hmm. Which is an interesting point that I would to bring up because I would think venues themselves should be the most uh, aware of which genres bring what what problems. Because yes. speaking as someone who worked in the Fillmore for a while as the medic. Uh, mm-hmm. I can tell you which genres were by far the worst, and rap was not in the top three. I would assume metal is somewhere top five. Well, maybe, but uh, let, let me just say there's a there's just a solid solid top two, and everyone else is far distant. Okay, to be to them. So really, there's just the top two, 
And the top sharing with the top two. Yeah, the top one is EDM by far, because you're going to have every kind of problem all in one. Usually it's drug related. Usually it's just that. So the violence isn't always present, but it definitely can be. So pretty much EDM is just the worst one to work. And after that, it's country because country, although isn't necessarily drug related at all, Everyone is by far the most drunk of any genre I've ever worked. Consistently, just mm. hammered. So when they're all drunk, a bunch of alpha males in there, and they all want to fight. So for violence, country's number one, in my experience. EDM is just number one in general because there's just the mm. most variables that can go wrong. And then rap and metal in particular are a similar crowd. You'd be surprised how, like, in general, calm and tame and kind of almost stonery, the crowd mm-hmm. is. At least with metal, you'll have some mosh pits where so somebody might like get hurt, but it wasn't a fight get hurt. It was right, like right, right. they took an elbow and like it was inadvertent. Right. But but there wasn't actually like harmful intent. And that that's so. when you when you spell it out like that, that makes all the sense in the world. Like I live not far from Merriweather and yeah. You know, I see it all the time. Like, I can literally walk out of my house and I can hear her in ambulance, depending on who's playing. Yeah. Like, if it's Sunday at the country, like, it's yeah. so many people, you know, coming back and forth. The roads are closed off. I'm watching people fall yeah. into the road, fall, like, all that. So I totally get that. And then even EDM shows that I've been to or, you know, went to that my friends were playing or whatever, somebody's getting stressed. So I totally get it. Somebody's getting carted out. So I totally oh, yeah. understand. <laughs> and then reggae is the like, best. <laughs> Everyone's that's, just happy that's kind of my whole point. That's kind of my whole point as far as like being a part of this genre that has such a negative connotation tied to it yeah. because of it portrays and you're like I'm not saying everybody smoke weed, but most people yeah. smoke like pop <laughs> shows, yeah, we're gonna drink a little bit, we smoke a little weed, we came to see who we came to see. You know, same thing with the reggae shows, same things with the you know, so on yeah. and so forth the indie rock bands, like a lot of the indie rock bands that I've seen, they're just like, bro, we're here to drink beer and support our friends. Like, you know, a lot yeah. of the hip hop shows that I've done, they're just like, we're here to smoke and support our friends. And yeah. I, so, you know, EDM country, those are the two that I'm just like, what, what's happening right now? This is, yeah. this, there's a lot. going. On. I mean, they're fun to go to as someone mm-hmm. who's just there to have fun. But if you're the one working it, like, God, uh, I commend you. <laughs> I commend you. I worked Shamrock Fest one time, too, and that was like a war zone. They literally set up uh, medical, like, tents, like it was like a battle reenactment, except it was kind of real because people were getting fucked up. <laughs> it's like, I feel like this has something to do with St. Patrick's Day, maybe? Or... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's the one they do at RFK every year. It's Where? Like, at least they used to do it at RFK in D.C. Oh, okay. The yeah, stadium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. DC 101 yeah. used to do it. I don't know if they still do. Um, but, yeah. I have no idea if people will even listen to the radio anymore. Like, I know radio is a thing, but can't tell you yeah. Apparently they do, I think. It's still a thing, so there's people definitely listening to it. Like, yeah. But, I mean, the, even with some of the stuff we do as artists, I, I've always found it interesting to see, like, find other people's, like, process. Like their mm-hmm. process to create, I think that's one of those things where it's like very nuanced in itself, but also like we all kind of fall into the same pattern. Almost mm-hmm. does that make sense? Like we're all trying to create this one thing, but it's like it kind of breaks down into like maybe aspects of like like you said, like we talked about earlier, perfectionism and like creativity and expression and all these other things. So like I know for me as a rapper a lot of my influence comes from things that are not hip-hop based. Like, I'm mm-hmm. really influenced by, like, R&B and even metal to a certain degree. Like, I'm yeah. I'm big on this band called Sleep Token right now, but they... Well. they huh? I'll have to check them out. Yeah, there's, but it's one of those it's one of those bands that it's, a, it's like a genre blend, but it's not. Yeah. It's like the best way I can describe it is like as if the weekend joined a metal band, but like it's not. <laughs> yeah. 
it's not like it's not the same tonality voc- vocally, but like they encompass so many different influences in one. It's kind of like Deftones meets Tool meets Nine Inch Nails, but the singer can like sing, sing, yeah, like very well. So I guess like influences, like what influences you to be the musician that you are. Yeah, I mean, I definitely was gonna ask you that basic question. And also, like, I don't get a chance a lot of times to talk about rap as often on here. And, like, again, I have a pretty old school, I think, old school, for me at least, like, taste in it. I don't really understand some of the newer stuff at times. Like, to me, I still look at, like, Wiz Khalifa as being, like, a a newer rapper. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, like, and I like, I love Wiz, actually. But, um, you know, I I feel like I kind of liked a lot of the weirder underground stuff when I was a kid, like Immortal Technique and um, stuff like that. So I was kind of curious about just like, you know, going back to the age thing and everything else, like where you're at and what still inspires you and what used to inspire you maybe as well. And like where you're trying to take your sound now, because it's definitely different than I would say the whatever the the most mainstream sound is, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, honestly, I'm so influenced by literally everything. <laughs> like, and I, I know that's such a cliche thing to say, but I I do have songs that I have not released that are sampled from country songs. There's certain yeah. things that I take from EDM. There's certain parts that I I've sampled Black Keys songs. Um, just like everything, mm-hmm. a little bit of everything. But as far as I try to, I guess I try to meld it all together. Like my favorite rapper since I was probably 14 has been Tech Nine. And so that's probably like, that was the moment I was like, oh, you can do whatever. Like, yeah. it does, you don't have to necessarily have a specific, you can fall into a genre without sounding like this person or that person. Like I said, at the beginning of this is, in my, the era I came up in was more so, it was whack to sound like them. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So like you have groups like Wu Tang and Outkast or Biggie and Pac mm-hmm. don't and Jay Z and you know Snoop don't sound the same, but I'm influenced by all of those things. But I also love the yeah. Deftones. You know the Deftones yeah. is my favorite band. Not a great band. Um, and so the Tool, another Tool is another one that I I grew up. The first one of the first songs I ever learned how to play in bass was Stinkfist. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, as far as where I try to take my sound is just, like, I really try to root everything in groove and melody. Yeah. Like, if groove as far like, if I can make you dance and then the melody, I don't even care if you know the words. If you know the melody to the song, mm-hmm. that way, if you can hum the melody on my songs, I'm with it. <laughs> like, I yeah. completely, <laughs> and, you know, that's kind of where I'm going as far as being a musician. I don't really have, like, a plan or set destination. I have a goal, but the only goal really for me is to be able to live, like not work a nine to five and live off this shit. I don't yeah. necessarily need to be Drake or Little Wayne or, you know, shit. Even the moral technique, I'll take the value route, man. Like if I can yeah. just sell out small clubs, cool. I'm, you know, no disrespect yeah. to them and what they're doing. Um, Howie, Donald, they're all great guys. Um, but like, <laughs> I'd be cool with just doing festivals and small clubs, man. Like, I, yeah. I look like it to me it's more the music like yeah i would love to make a bunch of money off of this and be able you know i, I guess i guess i don't really want the fame because it's like i like doing regular stuff man i still like going to starbucks like <laughs> i still like going to target man. um so i'd be cool with that lane like places you know like yeah. this big you know reggae festival here or this hip-hop festival here i don't even got to be the headliner just to, i'm just glad to be here that's how i approach yeah. shows like, you know collaborations and everything it's like, bro, i'm just happy to be here because i could not be here like I could sit in my house wondering, how do I do it? How do I do it? But you know, we took the we took the gamble, and so we're out here doing it. So, but as far as like sonic direction, man, I'm down to do anything. If it sounds good, I'm with it. If it's a rock yeah. song, you want to do a verse on it, cool. If it's an EDM song, you just need four bars. I got you. Right on. It doesn't matter who you, you want to do some pop song. You want to do some Jesse McCartney pop songs. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. works. My uh, my buddy randomly sent me a. A beat he was working on and uh, i was mm-hmm. so i did like a little what i thought was a vocal hook on it so i, I sent that over to you and if uh oh that's what that that's what it was <laughs> yeah. that you sent me? okay like, i was wondering if, what that if was you, if you don't like it it's cool but uh it I, 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 I hadn't listened to it 
we we've been looking Nothing around. We've been asking around to see if anyone will rap on it. So all right, well, I'm gonna listen uh, to it. More you than can, can you definitely <laughs> definitely say no. That's that's all right. If it's but, if uh, it's not a four four, I'm gonna say no. But if it's in a four cap, typically, I, I believe it is. I don't turn down. Uh, yeah, yeah, super wax. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think it's that bad, but. <laughs> I'm definitely gonna check it out though. Um, I figured though, kind of to, to wind things down. I mean, obviously, I wanted to put on uh, the new song that uh, you sent over, yes, and, and uh, get that on here. I actually usually put two songs on, so I I could do that as well. It doesn't really matter. But um, anyway, um. The song is called Up All Night, which is your latest single. Uh, it's not my latest, but it's one of my favorites yeah. uh, with my boy Shepsworth Bentley. Cool. Great guy. Check him out. Go to, check out Coffee Club. Shout out to Shepsworth Bentley. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. We definitely want to get the uh, the tags going. I don't know if there's anything you want to say in particular about that track other than obviously people can listen to it if they listen to this or uh, find you on Spotify. And then, yeah, uh, uh, so it, it's not the song is not about drugs. I know we make a lot of drug references in it, but the song <laughs> is not about <laughs> drugs. Up so, All Night was actually the idea behind that song was actually um, what keeps you up late at mm-hmm. night, whether it be like art or just chilling or you like to vibe and smoke weed. Like that's why the art is the way what it is. Um, it's more about like those like after late night. Yeah, we're just hanging out with our friends. You know what I mean? That's why I say in the chorus, don't come up and, you yeah. know. I can cut, I've been cussing on here, but I don't know how far I can take it. But that's why in the hook it goes, uh, don't come up in this motherfucker fucking up the vibe. Like, I mean that. Don't like don't come in here <laughs> if you're going to ruin what we're doing. But that's actually the premise of the song. It more, it sounds more like a party. So, if you like to yeah. party, the song. If you like to dance, listen to the song. Right. So, like so, so Crown and Cocaine is also not about drugs, correct? Mm-mm. <laughs> it's about, like, unicorns and stuff? Yeah, it's about... Um, you know, world peace and all that. Yeah, it's good. Chronicle. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, you're uh, on the first album. You on? I was listening to your top five on Spotify. Gotcha, gotcha. I, that's and, on. Uh, that's on my top five on Spotify. At least on my Spotify. Looking at your Spotify, I don't know if that's I'm always the same. Right but that's what I'm, popped up. Maybe my Spotify thinks I like Crown of Cocaine. So no, you're dead that. right. It's number four. Okay. <laughs> I, like, know I, don't know like this. A, I don't know if it's a smart algorithm or not, but I shout out to whoever listened to Crown of Cocaine because I didn't think anybody liked that song. Uh, <laughs> I, I also uh, downloaded Hundred Proof. So. Good old, good old Hundred Proof. Oh, Hunter, you got Hundred Proof. I was thinking Yards. Uh, the song Hundred Proof or the album Hundred Proof. The song. Okay. I actually I, wanted I, to sample the uh, the very first soundbite. Oh, the in, car? It, in like a or video. Yeah, that. <laughs> I was thinking about sampling that in like a little Instagram reel or something. So Yo. I was like, I'll let you know if I do. But I saved it because I, I like making, making little I videos like that. It was a really good like bitch. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> this would be good later on. <laughs> I can give you carte blanche, yeah? Go ahead. <laughs> I'm all for it. That's actually, funny enough, a lot of people have brought that up. So maybe, like, what are you saying in the beginning? I'm like, That's just me saying bitch. Can yeah. I just say it with bitch? <laughs> yeah, I think you, you pretty much got the Rick James thing down. Yeah. I used, actually, I use Rick James samples off here, but I said so. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> nice. Rick James shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, check but, out Open Night, guys, if you can, because it's yeah. a good song. I'll definitely uh, put that on this episode, so hopefully people listen. They can uh, get a taste of it. Hell yeah. And, uh, I definitely appreciate you taking time just talking. I appreciate you for having me, man. Uh, be yeah. on the, uh, can I do a little quick little, little thing? Oh, cool? yeah, I wasn't going to shut it down necessarily. So I you were, my bad. I thought we were going in the song and that was it. My bad. I apologize. Uh, so, no. I mean, I, I do it after the fact is okay. what I was saying. So, yeah, no, if there's something you forgot to mention, definitely go for it. Oh yeah, all right. So uh, basically, I got a audi- uh, I got an album called Audience that I'm working on that's coming out somewhere in the summer. So yeah. beyond that, cool. 
Yeah, and if you think of anything like later that you like forgot to mention, I can um, just sort of put it into the episode like description or whatever. Cool. So works for me. All right, man. All right. Well, Thanks good for having you. me. Appreciate and, you, man. Uh, hopefully, yeah, uh, we run into each other again at some point. Hopefully, let's do something. Let's book something. All right, man. All right, take it <laughs> easy. Later. So, yeah, if you made it this far, uh, thanks for listening, and also thanks to Xavier for coming on the show. The song that you're hearing in the background is called Up All Night, and you can find it wherever you stream music. It go one, and here comes the two, to the three and four. Ladies, bring your friends, ain't no cover at the door. No come up in this motherfucker, fucking up the vibe. The party keep going, cause we up all night. And here comes the two, to the three and four. Ladies, bring your friends, ain't no cover at the door. No come up in this motherfucker, fucking up the vibe. The party keep yeah. going, cause we up all night. Ain't no, I got a pound of weed, bitch, let's pick it out. Pick it out. Keep going.